It's time for the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. And now, Ty King. Yo, yo, yo. That is Jeff Lillicotch on the intro. Check him out down in Houston. He has his own media company. Um, you have tuned in to the Win, Loser, Tie podcast. The solo edition, the first solo edition. I'm going to see if I can pull this off. Don't know that I'll be able to, but, um, you know, it's going to be a work in progress, which I think we're all a work in progress at, in, our, in our lives. I'm not going to get philosophical here, but um, this show will continue to evolve and, and um, become different new things. I'll take out things. Um, I had some good ideas discussed last night with some friends of mine um, that we're going to add into. I'm going to add into the show here in the future with guests. Um, with that being said, ideas, I would love to hear your ideas. Email the show. Win, lose, or tie podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear your thoughts, uh, ideas. Um, and man, when people reach out to me and tell me that they're listening and they're having a good time and they think it's funny and they think it's awesome and they enjoyed this show, I love it. I don't care if you reach out to me by text or email or just know that, folks, that means a lot to me. Or if you comment or whatever, it, it does. It, I mean, I'm not doing this to get paid. I'm just doing this because I think it's fun. And uh, I really, I mean, do I want a lot of people to listen? Yeah, I do. But that's not really the ultimate goal here. But I would like to have as many listeners as I can. Um, so that is what, uh, I mean, I would like for you to reach out to me through the email. Also, the Instagram page is important. If you're not on Instagram, don't worry about it. If you are on Instagram, I want you to follow my page, my podcast page, Win, Lose, or Tie Podcast. That's where I would like to funnel a lot of the traffic to. If you follow me on my personal, that's great too. Just, just if you follow me on my personal page, just know that you can go right over there, follow that. And uh, that's where I would like to have a lot more traffic, if you will, on the, the Instagram page. Facebook, I'm just using my, uh, my personal Facebook right now, just Ty King. Uh, if you want to go out there and check that out, possibly we'll be starting a Facebook page soon, um, mulling that over. We are a proud, proud member of LMK Productions. Make sure you check out the win, I'm not, the win, loser, tie podcast. That's what we're doing right now. Make sure you check out the Pick 4 podcast with Mark Youngblood. Always a good time. Always a good listen. And the Having Said That with Landry Griffith podcast. Those are the LMK boys Part of LMK Productions. So, and uh, Landry always has a uh, a good show. He had his son on last week. Is so good, man. That kid's so cute. And uh, Landry did a good job with that. So, um, that was a fun, fun listen. So, check those guys out. I also want to say a special thank you. I haven't given enough credit. Stephen Longstreth. He he designed my logo. So you guys see that logo with like it's like the neon with uh, my headphones on. I'm wearing a hat and get yelling in the microphone, man. Uh, he doesn't get enough credit, dude. I appreciate you doing that for me. And, uh, yes, we need to have you on the show soon. I would just like to pick your brain. So thank you for that, man. Also, listen, folks, I, and I have so, I have a core group of, uh, I don't want to call them fans, listeners and they, and they get it, but I need you. If you're listening to this, I need you wherever you're listening. I don't care what go subscribe to the podcast. It doesn't cost anything. That's where people think it, the word subscribe scares people off. I know because it sounds like you're having to buy something. No, no, no. Just subscribe. And that way, uh, 
That way it will remind you when this podcast is available to listen to a new episode. I do that with a lot of podcasts. I do that with Mark's podcast and Landry's podcast. And um, I like doing that. So I like it whenever you subscribe. It, 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 um, if you happen to forget, you know, or if you're like, oh, crud, I didn't listen to last week's episode. I'll listen to this week's episode. Well, it, it'll remind you to listen to, you know, I don't know. It's just easier. And I don't, and I don't feel like I'm bugging people. Hey, I'm sending out texts. Hey, here's the new episode. Yada, 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 yada. Subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. So take your time. Just go hit the subscribe button on Spotify, on Apple. Do it on both. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. Just go hit the subscribe button. So I really, really, really appreciate that. Okay. And I want this, um, I would really like, it's not the dream of the podcast, but I think it'd be cool if uh, you shared it with other people. And I'm, I mean, verbally or like share it on your social media. If you like, if you don't, don't share it just because you're my friend or whatever. Share it if you like it. And I would like to have a dream of like people having a conversation at dinner or in the car or something when I'm not even there about the podcast and be like, did you hear this? You know, Ty's an idiot. Or did you hear this? That does us fun. Uh, That conversation was good. Or that guest was pretty fun or whatever it might be. I would just like to picture that happening out there. Um, I love it when you send me, you guys send me pictures of it playing in your car. That is awesome. And I keep every one of those. I think I'm going to do something with that in the future. I don't know what, but I love it whenever you take a picture of like your screen in your car and you're listening to it. You guys know who you are. They've done that. And I love that. Okay. Some future guests that are coming up, man, I've got guys locked down. I've got girls locked down. Um, dates, not quite sure yet, but I've got commitments from Chris Level, Brian Mudd, Chris Level, who's first uh, awesome friend of me, friend of mine and been a friend for a long time, but uh, you guys know him on the radio. He's a Southland reporter for Texas Tech uh, football. He has his own radio show. He's just been a long time, Texas Tech, all things, and uh, he's a great dude, and he'll be a great guest. Brian Mudd, longtime friend also. Um, he is a local sport, local uh, newscaster here in Lubbock, and but that's not. I think we'll talk about a lot of things other than that. It's, he has a pretty, uh, he has some pretty funny stories, and he and I both have some funny stories. So, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. So, Andy Inlow will be coming on soon. Um, she's a boss. She's the boss of Jeremy Inlow, who's my best, one of my best friends. But she's also just a boss in general, and I would just like to pick her brain on things and how how uh, her her life has been has been so different over the last ten years and how it's changed and it's been so positive. So would like to talk to her. Um, also Landry Griffith will be on soon and that will be awesome. I got to have him on cause I've been on his episode and I've been on his podcast and uh, with having said that with Landry Griffith. So, and he is just one of these unique dudes that just um, he's got a cool story and uh, he's funny as hell and <laughs> we'll have a good time. There's no doubt in my mind that we will have a good time. Having said that, as Landry says on his podcast, so to quote Landry, quoting Larry David, having said that, let's get to today's episode. Today's episode, I just wanted to fly solo. I'm going to go off the cuff. I asked you guys to send questions, and you guys did, and I got a, a, a good response. When I looked at all the questions, and I started looking, at, I'm like, there's no way I could answer them all, because... I could do one whole show probably on each question because I tend to talk so much. So as you guys probably know, 
that you've hung out with me before or know me. I love to talk. I don't really necessarily listen, like to hear myself talk, but I just like to talk. So um, I may skim over a couple of the questions, but I think I have a couple of funny stories I can talk about with some of the questions that were good and I really, really enjoyed. But I'm going to, as I like the email questions to come in over email, the questions that were emailed in, not commented on Facebook or texted to me. Um, if you email the question in, I'm going to go with that first. So one of the first people to email question in was my man, Mark Youngblood, of course. And he asked some really, really interesting questions that I <laughs> like, dude, I was like, no way. So I really don't want to read a lot of these. I like to go off the cuff. I like to be, uh, to use that word again, extemporaneous. I like to be impromptu. I think if I'm too prepared, I'm a sound prepare. I sound too uh, scripted. I don't like that. Uh, so I really haven't thought these answers out. So, but here we go. All right. Mark wants to know, do you think you could write a book or screenplay about your life? Hmm. Yes, I could. I don't know if you may read it, but I've, you know, I've always thought about that. And, um, but I think the, the more interesting question is who would I want to play me? in a movie. And I've, I've had this conversation with several people in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, I think Vince Vaughn could pull it off. Whoa, pop mic. Uh, I think Vince Vaughn could pull it off, um, personality wise. Like I really think he could, but physically, you know, he's so tall. So I don't, you know, you don't always have to look like, uh, I think it's more important to be able to pull it off personality wise. Jack Black, I think could do it. Maybe Paul Giamatti maybe could do it. Um, but I really think the ideal uh, actor to pull it off would be um, Vince Vaughn. I remember this one time. I, um, my sister and my mom went to the movie The Breakup, if you've seen that movie. I love that movie with Jennifer Aniston Vince Vaughn. And um, they got out of the movie, and they called me. I remember. And uh, my sister said, we just watched the movie, and it was about you. You were in it. But it was just Vince Vaughn playing that character. It was Vince Vaughn playing you in a movie. And when you watch it, I think you can kind of see why there's a lot of a lot of similarities there. And that's kind of why I go to Vince Vaughn. But in <laughs> such a funny movie, too, man. I love it. Um, anyway, that's that's uh, I think that would be good. Who do you think would um, I, I like to think people, people think that like who do they think they would play? And a lot of times when you answer that for somebody, they're like, no, no way. No. You know, and it's like, yeah. I don't know. So sometimes when people uh, say that to you and, and they give you the, what is it? The answer that you're not looking for, but you know, if you really think about it, they probably, they're probably right. It's funny how people see you and you see yourself differently. But um, anyway, Mark says, describe the happiest year of your life. Damn, Mark, you wanted to get deep, like real deep. Ooh, I don't know. Um, I think like 89 was good. <laughs> You know, I didn't have a care in the world, and I don't even remember, was that freshman, eighth grade year, whatever, you know, it was or 1990, man, it was just, you know, uh, it was the start of a new decade, and I had it all going for me, except for in 1990, I had a heart surgery, so, hmm, but I think that was a, uh, look back on it now, it's a learning experience that I loved, and, I mean, I didn't love having the surgery, and if you haven't heard the story about the nurse, Utana, on Landry's podcast that I told, well, I'll just go ahead and like briefly tell it real quick. Cause it's pretty funny. 
I had a nurse whenever I was 15 and I was uh, had heart surgery. And after the surgery, I'm in my room. I've been there for a day, I think. Got an ICU. I was in there and, and uh, <laughs> my mom and dad and my brother just kind of quietly walk out. And they had this mean nurse. She was mean. All the rest of them were great. And like Landry's a nurse. And I just know he would not be like this. But And her name was Utana. And I mean that, she was a bitch. She really was. And she came in. People that were in my room quietly left. This lady came in and just ripped, I mean, like flew up in my robe, pulled out the catheter. I mean, I had no, I don't know, I didn't even know I had it in. I was so like, you know, out of it, kind of. And I never ever wanted to slap a woman as much as I did Utana. Uh, she's probably a great lady. I don't know. Never saw her again. Don't ever want to see her again. But Utana, you did that. You know you did it. And you were wrong for doing that. <laughs> God, I hope she's not listening. Um, also, Mark wants to know if you could live for a year somewhere other than the United States without money being an issue, where would it be? This is a great question because I'm different than most people. I'm not the biggest fan of warm weather. I'm or hot weather. I like warm weather, but I can take like 10 days of summer and that's it. That's all I need. Maybe 15 days of summer, cut it out. I need it at 80 degrees or below. And I like the winter. I really like cold weather. I like it. Uh, you know, it gets old after a while. Obviously it all gets old. I mean, we're all ready for the seasons to change when they change. Right. But, um, I think if I could live somewhere, I would love to live like somewhere in Europe. It would obviously be in Europe. Uh, I would maybe back to go to Switzerland or um, Wales or, you know, I don't know, Spain. I think those would be like some cool places to live if I could be in cool weather, you know, like 65 degrees all the time, you know, and then occasionally it snows. And then, you know, you get 10 days of hot weather and then that's where I would like to live. But also, I just think Europe's a pretty, uh, I think, Switzerland would be a pretty cool place to live for a year, but maybe not for the rest of my life. So I would say something like that, you know, a country like that, you know, it's not going to be, I don't know, you know, it's not going to be Canada or uh, some, you know, I don't know. I think Texas is a great country. (laughs) So, but uh, I don't know. I think that there's places I definitely wouldn't want to live like I think they're beautiful, and I've seen pictures of all these places, but, you know, Lebanon, I'm all right. You know, I'm sure it's beautiful, but I'm good. I really am good. Syria, I think I'm okay. Uh, There's a lot of places that don't make the list, don't even get close, you know. Iran, hmm, I don't know. Anything that ends with a stan, I don't think anything, any country I would want to go to that ends with S-T-A-N. So Afghanistan Kazakhstan, uh, Pakistan, um, those places just all have bad stuff going on all the time. So, um, I don't know. So nothing that ends with S T A N. Um, but yeah, I would have to say like Switzerland. I think if I had to go with one, so there you go, Mark. I hope that answers your, uh, question. Those are the questions Mark sent in. Mark, love it. Awesome. Uh, let's move on. Casey sent in some questions. Casey sent in a lot of questions. So 
Casey. I can't. I w- oh, I'm going to have Casey on. I think she's going to be a guest on, but I can't decide if I want Casey or Whitney on first. Uh, Whitney Foot. So, oh God, she's going to kill me. Okay, Casey says. Although Casey did email questions in, Whitney did not this week. So Casey's probably moving up the list. Casey wants to know what's the sexiest and least sexy name. Oh my God. I want to say this first before I answer your question, Casey, because I was thinking about this. Uh, We all know what a Karen is now. Okay. (laughs) I mean, that's widely known. Uh, If you don't know, it's like the lady that asked for the manager. She's the lady that, you know, goes off and, you know, kind of just, you know what it is. But I think I've never met a lady named Karen or a girl named Karen that I didn't like. So I think it gives all girls named Karen a bad name. That sucks. I, if, if it, I think it sucks for people named Karen. <laughs> now they have to, they have to fight that battle. They didn't even ask for it. I think that's crazy. So, I don't know. I just want to say that because I feel sorry for, for ladies named Karen or girls named Karen because I think it's a beautiful name, and I never met a Karen I didn't like. So, there you go. I mean, uh, but those clips are funny on the Internet of people being a Karen. <laughs> but anyway, a sexy name for a girl. Oh, you know what? I'll say a sexy name for a girl and a guy, uh, even though I'm not uh, – um, not that it matters, but I'm not, I'm not a gay man, but you know, I can respect a good sexy name for a man. And I've always wanted to be named Jerome. I think that's a sexy name. So there you go for a guy. Um, I'm glad my name is Ty. I don't know if that's sexy, but I will take Ty. But Jerome is always been like kind of right there. Um, and there was a guy that played on Virginia's basketball team that beat us in the national championship, Texas Tech, and his name was Ty Jerome. His last name was Jerome. Pretty interesting. But anyway, um, moving forward. For a girl, I would say the sexiest name are, um, you know, I know what the not sexy names are, I mean, but they're like Bertha or something like that. You know, I don't want, because I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but. I just don't get it if you would name a girl Bertha. I just don't see. And there's nothing against. I'm sure girls named Bertha are really nice. And there's probably nothing wrong with that. But to me, I just don't strike that as being a sexy name. I like boy names that are gender neutral names. That you you could be named a a boy or a girl, that name. Um, Like, I know a lot of... uh, I know every girl I've ever known named Tony has been pretty cool. And I think that's a sexy name. So, um, let me see. I think Victoria is a very elegant and sexy name. Um, and whichever girl, whatever girl that is interested in me at the, my, at this point in time or whatever point in time in my life, whatever her name is, I think that's a sexy name. So I'll just go with that. (laughs) Um, I'm going to skip the second question. Um, I don't see, like, I can't answer like what's invisible, but you wish people could see. Hmm. Uh, I think the easy answer is like someone's heart. And I don't mean like their physical heart, but you know, if you can see somebody has bad intentions, 
And um, I think that would, boy, would sure clean up a lot of people in a hurry if they knew you could see their heart, their true heart. And um, I think that's something, as I think it comes out over time, but I think I wish you could see it coming up front. Uh, uh, up front. That's something that I would say. Uh, what's the weirdest smell you have ever smelled? Wow. Wowee. Okay. Weirdest. Not, not necessarily bad, right? Um, the weirdest smell I've ever smelled. Let me think about that. You know, you know what's uh, weird is is uh, the puppy a puppy's paw. Have you ever smelled it? It smells like corn chips, the Fritos. It really does. Honestly, go get your dog right now. Smell his paw. Smells like corn chips, unless he just stepped in something terrible or she stepped in something terrible. But um, I think that's a weird smell. I think corn. I like. I don't get me wrong. I love Fritos. I love Frito pie. I love. But I think that's a weird smell. I don't know. Just weird. Um, is a hot dog a sandwich? No, it's not a sandwich. I don't care how you decide what you say. A hot dog is a hot dog. I know it's a piece of meat in between two pieces of bread. I understand that. Don't argue with me. Don't fight me. Um, it's not a sandwich. It's a hot dog. Um, what's the best Wi-Fi name you've seen? I don't know. I would. I don't know. They're all crazy. I don't know. I've never really seen it. I've never thought about it. Um, what is your biggest failure? Oh, God. And what did you learn from it? Oh, man. Let's see. Throwing that ninja star in that dude's neck, maybe. Um, shooting the kid in the head with a BB gun. We talked about that with the Toads last week with Jamie Perio, which was hilarious, by the way. Go back and listen to that episode um, if you haven't. Um, let's see. I don't know. I mean, hmm biggest failure oh well I've failed in a couple of jobs like just either I wasn't mature enough at the time or I wasn't uh um ready to do a job or I wasn't up to the task so I would say that I've failed in some of my professional areas not that I wasn't I've been haven't been successful because I have been but I just think that if I had to look at it that way that's what I would say um all right favorite movie quote oh wow Oh, and my favorite movie quote is easy. It is a knight's tale, and it is <laughs> I can't remember his name. We just I just talked about him the other night. It's uh it's Chaucer. His name is Chaucer in the in the uh he also plays Wanda he also plays Vision on Marvel. That's the actor, but on a knight's tale, whatever he says, <laughs> he's introducing uh Heath Ledger the knight, and he and he's introducing him to a whole crowd and he's like <laughs> And may we walk in the garden of his turbulence. I love that. That is a great line. I love it. It was memorable. I've remembered it from the day I saw it. And I love watching it still to this day for his scenes because they're so good. So may we walk in the garden of his turbulence. That's my favorite movie quote. Uh, let's see. Man, best place to go have a drink with Casey and, and with her husband, Chad, because, man, Chad's, I'd like to have him on too. That Chad tells us from the funniest stories, Casey's husband, about uh, Joyland. He used to work at Joyland. And, so it's like, and if you don't know what that is, that's a, the, like this little dumpy amusement park uh, Lubbock has. And <laughs> but the best place to have a drink with Casey, definitely with Nick's, and it's closed now. 
I mean, it was so cool. That place was awesome. I was like my cheers. Kind of everybody knew me when I walked in. And the red, all the walls were red. So every time we took a picture there, the, raw, the walls are red behind us. And uh, I, I made up a story one time about the, the first stall in the men's restroom that nobody ever went in there. There was nobody ever in there. But you used the second stall or the urinals. And uh, I, made, I made up a story one time that you, if you go in there, it's like the Chronicles of Narnia. It's like going in the closet. And a whole world opens up, and I don't think you ever come back. So that's why you never see people in there. Anyway, <laughs> it was Nick's, but okay. Um, oh, yeah, best person I've ever interviewed on the sidelines when I was doing sideline reporting for Friendship. Um, Casey, of course, it is you. We had a lot of good conversations. We have great conversations on the air. It's like just a conversation. that It's not really an interview. It's kind of just a conversation. So, um. <laughs> and their last one. It's kind of a kind of a long story, but uh, Casey worked at Bahama Bucks with me. We went to high school together, and she wants to know. She says, "Have you ever told a girl's mom that the girl borrowed your sweatshirt to go home in that morning, insinuating y'all hooked up, and <laughs> and said mom was actually excited to hear that her daughter may have hooked up with you?" Yes, I did say that to Casey's mom because Casey borrowed my shirt, my sweatshirt. At um, work, she was uh, cold. We were working at Bahama Bucks. She took it home. I'd seen Debbie one day, her mom, Debbie, and I was like, hey, Debbie, you think um, I can get that uh, sweatshirt back from Casey? So I think I left it over your house one night or something. (laughs) Debbie was like, oh, my God. So um, I'm stupid. It's funnier whenever we we talk about it together. Trust me. Um, All right, Casey, good questions. Jeremy Enloe. He sent some questions. Let's see what they are. Um, what's the best sitcom ever? The Office. And, I, and Seinfeld is good. I love Fresh Prince. I love... Um, um, I loved... Well, I, I didn't love it when it was on. Uh, but I love it now as Big Bang Theory. I like that one. Um, I used to really love A Different World. So that was my jam too. Um, but The Office is definitely that's the one I've watched the most, and I continually, uh, continuously still laugh at. So it's great to have to know people that are watch The Office, like my nephews and nieces and and uh, and my other friends, because you can always uh, drop quotes from The Office, and it never really gets old. So that's the best sitcom. I think The Office. This next question is, why is The Office the best sitcom ever? Honestly, I did not read that question until just now. That's why. It's because... And I have a... I, have a uh, I want to reveal something about The Office. Never in my life did I think Pam was cute. I just... She never, like... I was like, mm, I don't see it. She was not... Karen Filippelli was hot. So, I think Jim kind of, like... I don't know... I don't know, Pam, I just, I never, I never really, Pam was never my favorite. My mom always told me when I was a kid, don't ever say you don't like something or someone, well, not that, but if you don't like something, don't ever say you hate something or you don't like it. Just say it's not my favorite. And I thought that was a good life lesson to learn. So it, Pam is not my favorite. <laughs> so if you just can um, bear with that, hmm. Yes, The Office. That's why it's the best because 
you, um, you it's so it's it's rewatchable over and over and over again. I'm not the biggest Friends fan. Okay, okay, I'm not. I've laughed at Friends a couple of times. Have I ever watched every episode? No, I don't know. I just wasn't my. Hmm. Dare I say I didn't like it? I just didn't like it. It didn't ever. Re- it never registered with me. So there you go. Um, my favorite character, an episode from The Office. My favorite character. Um, and I'll probably get some hate for this one, is Andy Bernard. I loved Andy Bernard. He is the funniest to me on that show. But, you know, with that show, the more you watch it, the more you, like, one season or the first time you watch it through, you love Michael Scott, and then you love Dwight. And, and all these different characters become your favorite. It kind of depends on where you are when you're watching the show. Uh, but if I look back, I think I've watched it probably at least eight times all the way through all, every season. Um, Andy Bernard makes me laugh the most. So I don't know about episode. The dinner episode is the funniest. I think that's the funniest episode. I think that's widely considered the funniest episode. Um, and perfect. What makes 90s R and B so amazing? <sighs> 90s R and B was amazing, Jeremy. You know this. Jeremy is a huge 90s R and B fan. And shout out to Dave Turris, who we have a little group text called You Heard, because Dave, Dave says that all the time. He lives in California. Um, but we love 90s R&B. And our group texts pretty much involve us sending songs to each other that we're listening to different parts of the day. And it's awesome. And what makes 90s R&B so good is that it had there's the soul to it, and there's the singing part. But, man, it, it wasn't, um, I wouldn't call it righteous. It's more on the side of, 90s R&B got to be a little um, edgy, if you will. So, like, uh, Boys to Men is awesome, and they are great 90s R&B. Love them. But, like, Jodeci is my favorite band, and they're just a little bit more um, edgy. They would, you know, they would not have explicit lyrics on there, but there was a band. They sang, and that's what I loved about it. So, say what you will about R. Kelly. R. Kelly made great music, and I jammed his stuff all the time. That's, I mean, it was just a little bit edgier. And as a kid in the 90s, you, you, you like what your parents don't like. And I think that goes with every, like, uh, teenager and college kid. If, if your parents, I mean, it's cool, some things, but, um, you know, and n- nobody liked, you know, it's so funny. Hip-hop is so popular nowadays with all the kids, no matter what race. Uh, and, I mean... And I like country music and stuff, and I like rock music. I, I like all kinds of music. I even talked with Mark whenever he was on a couple of weeks ago about classical music. I dig classical music. I do. And I can listen to it, but there was nothing better than 90s R&B music. And uh, just because it had the talent and, and the soulful sounds and the harmonization, a lot of bands would harmonize, even like bands that like color me bad. I know that sounds weird, but those dudes could harmonize. But also their song, their hit song was I Want to Sex You Up. So you, you get it? You see what I'm saying here? It's got a mix of both. And that's what makes it really, really, uh, I think, that's what makes it so amazing, to quote your question. He also wants to know, in fantasy football, if you have the Vikings as your team defense. Oh, God, no, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> I have a pet peeve in fantasy football. Big fantasy football fan. Been playing for a long time. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm really good at it. 
I pretty much have won in every league I've ever been in, or even if I haven't won it, I've come close. But I think I pretty much almost dominate every year. Ask me how, I'm not going to tell you. Because even Blake Calloway, my friend, sent me a question and said, uh, fantasy football advice. And I'm not going to give it. So, um, there you go. I mean, so, Jeremy, I'm not answering that stupid question. <laughs> so, there you go. Those are the email questions in, the ones I'm going to go through anyway. Um, now, I'd like to get to, huh? you know, what's funny is uh, uh, this is an idea for me to do this, like answer questions, because I used to get on my Instagram whenever I was just home, especially during quarantine. I would get on my balcony, and I would just type up there in the stories, like, ask me something. And the questions would start coming in, and uh, and I mean, I would get, I think I got over 150 questions one night. People just firing questions in, and you know, I thought they were fun. And I, you know, I don't know, I laughed at it. I mean, I make myself laugh sometimes, but uh, so that's kind of how this comes about. I'm pretty good off the cuff sometimes. Um, I don't know. But that's, that was, uh, I think Romero sent that in. She was like, you should just do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that is. That's kind of what I'm shooting for. So, anyway, all right, email questions. Got that. Facebook, uh, man, I got some questions in. Um, instant Messenger and uh, on comments. Um, you know, I've, I, also, I always get questions about to talk about mental health. And, you know, I don't want to, people that know me know my story and that I've had battles with that and still battle it but you know that's great uh, and I and I love overcoming that but I don't want to spend this episode Landry Griffith interviewed me on having said that with Landry and we talked the whole time about basically my mental health story and so if you want to go listen to that over there that's good I will th- we will talk about mental health on this podcast sprinkled out uh here and there and if people really really want to hear the story my my mental health story it's I mean it it's nothing I don't know. It it's a uh, it's just it's just um, you know I went through it and I'm still going through it and that's the that's it and it happens and but I would my main goal with that is to make people that don't have mental health issues to see that mental health issues are okay. You're not. It's just we got to pull that down. We got to make that better in our lives and in this world. So. Get off that high horse. <laughs> so, uh, man, okay, Keith Patrick, he, he said, ask, uh, he said, talk about the, uh, he asked a question, something about that. The, he put on there the Kings, and I know what he's talking about. So, okay, uh, there's a town, and it's on my uh, profile picture or whatever. One of my, there's a town right outside of Abilene called Ty, T-Y-E. That is the town I was named after. Um, it's really small. They don't have a school. Uh, they all go to Abilene or somewhere that it's, they don't even have a school, but I always told people that when I was named to that town and that the actual mascot that they have a school and their mascot is the Kings. So it's the Thai Kings. And I'm like, and they're state champions every year in every sport except academics. So they're Thai Kings. Were they state champions this year? Dang right. They were. And, and you asked me in what? Everything. What classification? All of them. They win every year. The Thai Kings are the state champions. It's They'll be the state champions next year and the next year and the next year. So never done that well in ag, 
don't do well in FFA. They're not the state champions in that kind of stuff. They're not the state champions in the math, um, whatever you call it. They're not mathletes. They're just straight up gangsters, and they get after it on the field. That's what they do. Their school song is uh, Come and Talk to Me by Jodeci. So, you know, that's what that's the Thai Kings. Keith, if you wanted to know about the Thai Kings, that's them. <laughs> so there you go. Macy, okay, Macy, I love Macy. And she, and what's funny is she and Courtney and a guy, uh, Tyler Arnold, who's, I love, I love all these people, but they were, they send comments about, uh, talk about your media teaching days and all that. And I'm going to, I'm going to, but I want to do that when I get Andy Penny's butt in this chair and to sit here and, I think that I think I would be wasting um, comedy space and just wasting time if I try to talk about that great run that we had uh, while we were teaching school. So um, Penny's going to be on. I don't care if I have to drag him in, um, but he'll be on, and we're going to. And I just that'll be a great episode because that one number one that's a great guy one of the best guys out there and in and in what in that program that we started really he started it but i kind of just jumped i just rode his coattails man i and he he, had, he was the ideas and the brain and you know i would kind of just be a foot soldier and just ride the wave with him and uh but we played off each other really well we had a perfect mix of our relationship styles and like how he and I worked together and uh, so and it was a lot of fun I mean we had a lot of laughs some of the best years um Jeremy Arnold you asked me about the Republic of Texas let me tell you something I don't know anything I'm not smart enough and I would and I even on my um what do you call it the trailer episode the very first thing I ever put out for win lose or tie I put on, I'm not going to talk politics, and I, I don't think this is a really political question, but um, I, I don't think people want to hear or listening for me to, to tune into politics. you got plenty of places you can go for that. That's just not me. I have, sure, I watch the news, and I have my uh, thoughts and opinions, but I, does people really want to hear them? No. You want to listen to this to uh, be entertained, uh, not educated. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. And I it comes out of my mouth. You're not listening to the Windows or Top podcast to be educated, okay? Damn. So there. If you plan on ed being educated, go somewhere else. Go to Pick Four podcast. Get your education over there. <laughs> but I'm not. Um, I'm just not. One, I'm just not smart enough. And number two, I just don't. I think that we get enough of that. And then so. But I mean, Texas will be an awesome country. I would say that. So, it's not that I'm against that. Um, my buddy Dan, I worked with uh, out in Cal- I mean, he lives in Cali, I think, too now. Um, but Dan, <laughs> we we were pharmaceutical reps together, and we did a, uh, and this was the f- long time ago, and like 2002, um, and we had a training in New York, and we were in New York City for like two weeks or three weeks, and you know. Dan wanted to, he's like, will you please talk about if I had to? Quotes, if I had to. And uh, you probably figured it out. I think uh, there's, a, there's a specific story that Dan likes to always bring up. But, um, yeah, so I would just be like, well, if I had to. So, I mean, yeah. And I, th- 
hey, get your minds out of the gutter, folks. He was like, would you eat there? I was like, well, if I had to. Maybe. Dan, there you go. Uh, my boy Brad McMinn. Want to know about the king and the muck? That, my friends, is a great, uh, was a great time. I was working at Cardinal Sports Center downtown. Shout out. It's not there anymore, but I worked with a couple of great guys down there. Three great guys. Rudy, Ricky. <laughs> sounds like this is the beginning of new edition. Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, Mike. Um, Rudy, Ricky, and Brad. And um, Rudy and Ricky started talking trash about them being better basketball players than me and Brad. Now, I want you guys to know this. Uh, Brad McMinn, and his nickname is Muck. So, take this, right? And my last name is King. So, if you ever watched the movie White Men Can't Jump, they would always talk about the legends on the court were the king and the duck. King and the duck. So, we called ourselves the king and the muck. And um, we finally set it up. And we had a two-on-two game. And let me tell you right now, the king and the muck ain't never been beat. And it wasn't even close it was an ass whipping is what it was. I mean, it was straight up. And not to mention that Brad was a really good basketball player, and he's like 6'6", six, 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 you know. And so, do I take any of the credit for it? I take 50% of the credit for it because I'm half of the team. But did Brad score most of the points? Probably. But did we win? Yes. And it was a team effort. And we've never been beaten, ever, undefeated. We're like the Thai Kings, but we're the king in the muck. Shout out. Brad, my boy. Um, Coach Roger, <laughs> Roger wanted to talk about life lessons for graduating seniors. Ooh, you think I'm qualified to do that? Hmm. You know, I just watched, like, my niece, Kennedy, graduated uh, with from college with honors. Before that, my nephew, Jet, graduated from college with honors. Zyler did that, graduated from college with honors. They all graduated from high school with honors. I'm sure that my niece, Remy, and, and, and True, I don't know if True graduates. <laughs> Sorry, True. Um, Remy will probably graduate with honors. She's, just, she's so smart. And Channing, same. I mean, they're just, you know, I think when I graduated high school, um, I think that they were, I think friendship was like, it's an honor for you to leave. So I graduated with no honors. As a matter of fact, in my junior year, Miss um, Duncan and uh, one of the, the two of the National Honor Society sponsors, they called me in. And they were like, hey, your grades, like, you technically qualify for National Honor Society. I remember they told me this straight up to my face. They said, you qualify. And I don't even know how because my grades weren't great. But I took all these honors classes, and I was like the worst student in the honors classes. So... I really shouldn't have been in honors classes, but they said I qualified for National Honor Society, but wasn't gonna. They weren't gonna uh, induct me or let me in because of my conduct. That there's a whole other side to it. And uh, I said, okay. Then I turned around and walked out. I was like, I don't care about that. That's fine. And I also won the Clyde B. Strong Citizenship Scholarship, baby. Conduct was a big issue. Got the citizenship scholarship, five hundred dollars. You heard. So take that for what it's worth, man. You know, I don't know. What does that have to do with life lessons for graduating seniors this year in high school? Nothing. Uh, nothing. And Rajo, but I love, I think Coach Rajo could give uh, 
some life lessons for that, that's your job your coach Roger you're a you're a, a, a men amongst men when it comes to quality advice I will say that I love me some uh some Bill Roger uh shout out to John Hoyle he, he said hey he'll be listening John Hoyle was my uh, uh my brother and my little league baseball coach uh he was awesome um and I told this story on one of Mark's podcasts, one of the pick four, but briefly tell it about John Hoyle. He would also, he was our coach, yes, uh, but in other games, you know, that wasn't involved in his team, he would umpire. Like he was up at Wolfert Little League all the time. He was, up, he was like, the, he was like Wolfert, he was Wolfert Little League. And he would umpire behind the plate, and he had the best strike call. <laughs> you talk about making little kids cry. John Hoyle can make you cry. You did not want to strike out looking. And so uh, let me back the microphone up because this is what it would sound like. So let's just say you're up there, strike, you got two strikes on you, and uh, this kid throws a pitch down the middle, and you're batting, and or it's – who cares? If it wasn't a strike or it was a strike. If you struck out looking, this is what John Hoyle would – this is how the strike call would go. <laughs> That's it. And it was so loud, and it was awesome. And except for if you were batting and you would just go back to the dugout with your head down. And so, <laughs> and sometimes kids would turn around and look at them and go, what are you looking at? And go to the dugout. You struck out. <laughs> you swing the bat. Something like that. He was the best. Uh, John Hoyle, legend, man. And that dude has battled through some cancer. I mean, and he has done it, man. That's a strong individual. And uh, he's still out there going strong. Shout out to John Hoyle. Um, he taught my brother a pitch called the mystery ball. I know, he didn't teach me that pitch, but Jay could throw this pitch called the mystery ball. Who knows what it was? Jay says it was awesome. I don't know. John Hoyle probably didn't see the talent in me to teach me the mystery ball. So take that. Uh, so, Jay, you got that. Um, Ryan Hyatt wanted to know why I interviewed uh, David Collier. I don't, it's a good question because I don't know. It wasn't for a ratings hike, even though he did talk about it on the news. On his uh, show, hmm, why did I interview David Collier? It's a good question. I don't know. Man, and I still am so pissed about that because his and Avery Benson's uh, episode, I, I just didn't have my equipment working correctly. Hopefully, I've got that in the past, and it's working better now. But um, And I'm pissed off about that. But David, I loved having David over, and we had a great uh, episode, and it was funny. And um but I like David. But to, to answer your question, Ryan, I don't know. I don't know. But I know this. David listens to every episode. And <laughs> I love it, man, because he'll text me just while he's listening. I don't know, you know, during the day, if it's, you know, he, if it's Friday or the next Monday or whatever. But he will text me, like, something funny during the show. And he'll just say, give me a comment. Like, and I just know he's, he's listened to it. So that, that always makes me feel good. When people, I know that they're listening. And uh, David Collier's one of the good ones, and um, but I don't know why I had him on the show. But I'll say this: I'll probably have him on again. He'll probably be a repeat guest. And he even um, asked me. He said he had a question for this for this episode, and I thought it was pretty good. Not pretty good. I thought it was it was on Facebook. Um, he said, uh, "What was the bet when I was doing sports casting? What was the um, how did he put it? I'm going to pick up my phone real quick. Uh, and I'm going to wet my whistle real quick. So 
you just carry on? Um, I'm looking at it right quick. They asked me something to the effect of what was my favorite event to cover. Um, yeah, there it is. What's your favorite sporting event to cover during your career in local television? Um, dang. And see in, uh, radio, it's different because when I was working at friendship and doing the radio for friendship, uh, I love the, the football, the playoff run that those teams would make. And I was just lucky enough to call them on the radio, uh, with Andy. And, um, but at channel 11, Hmm. The, my favorite event was the Houston bowl for so many different reasons. And like Chris level, we'll talk about that when I have him on. Cause he was there with, uh, he was there covering it too. So <laughs> some funny stories about that. Emily. What, I mean, I have some funny stories with Emily. If I could have her on, I would, she, I just don't have the, I haven't upgraded, not upgraded. I haven't fixed my equipment yet to where I can interview somebody that's not here in Lubbock. They have to be here. So Emily was like, Hey, I'll be on your podcast anytime. Just, can we zoom, make a little zoom call? And I'm like, okay, when, once I f- get that far in the logistics of this thing, I'll do it. But uh, I digress. The Houston ball tech played Navy. It was BJ Simmons last game and, and they just beat the crap out of Navy. And uh, I'd bet on the game and bet on the, Oh, and I hit. And I mean, I was, <laughs> and it was good. And we were down there for a whole week covering, you know, all the bowl week festivities. Collier was there. I remember, I went out to a nightclub with Marcus Coleman uh, one night. Like he, he actually invited me and uh, went out So because he was playing for the Texans at the time. And uh, that's a night that I'll never forget until the parts of it I can't remember. So um, that was fun. But, yeah, probably that Houston ball was the best. I'll tell you what was called the Big 12 tournament when they had it at Ranger Stadium at the ballpark in Arlington. And I played catch with Cameron Blair. No, I played catch with Dallas Braden on the field. Uh, They were warming up, and he was like, hey. And we got to know those guys pretty good. And so, uh, because you're just around them all the time. And Dallas Braden, who threw a perfect game in in the major leagues. Now has a great career in broadcasting. But uh, he was like, hey, uh, King, you want to throw with me? And I was like, yeah. So he just got me a glove. He threw me a glove. And. We threw we threw pitch we played catch for about I don't know ten or fifteen minutes on the field at uh, the ballpark in Arlington, and I did it with Dallas Braden. That was awesome. But yes, David, to answer your question, um, Houston Bowl, probably. I'd have to say that. Um, I hated. Excuse me. Wow, I hated covering the Tech basketball games back then. Because those were, I mean, it's just a, it was just a pain in the ass. It was the, the whole process was a pain in the ass. Bob Knight was a pain in the ass. Shooting the game was a pain in the ass. Because let me tell you guys right now, I'm as flexible as a two by four. And you have to sit down there on your ass with a camera. And I mean, I couldn't think of anything more, com- more uncomfortable for me. Um, so. Like I'd rather have I would for me shooting a game down there on the floor sitting on your ass and having to get correct highlights and get them back in time and all that I'd rather be in a hospital bed in Utah and I walk in I, I, honestly seriously that's how much I had disdain for 
covering tech basketball. I mean, I loved it. I mean, dude, it was when Emmett played Andre Emmett. And um, so I loved that part of it, but just, geez, not good memories. <laughs> so, uh, okay. All right, let's go back here. Oh, Scott Cody, my boy, wants to know about um, – he said, hey, he wants to know about the time I spent in Gulfport, Mississippi. I lived in Gulfport, Mississippi for a little over a year, believe it or not. Biloxi, Gulfport down there. And Scott Cody is a friend of mine. Scott Cody dislocated my shoulder one time in a, in a ninth grade basketball game. And he never lets me live it down. I had to go to the emergency room to get it put back in. And there's a lot of funny stories about me getting my shoulder dislocated. Uh, it was in the city championship, the mid-year tournament. We lost. Coach Curtis was our coach. Scott Cody dislocated my shoulder. Dallas Grimes, who's one of my best friends to this day, was on the team with me. And I'm, I turned the ball over. Scott Cody did steal it from me, but, but dislocated my shoulder in the process. I'm laying on the floor with my shoulder dislocated. You know, I don't know if I'm yelling or whatever, but I'm just like, whatever. we call the timeout. And Dallas Grimes walks by me because I had turned the ball over. And he goes, get up, dude. And he looked at my shoulder, and he went, oh, my God. Coach, you've got to come over here. <laughs> but not before he uh, looked, uh, told me to get up because I wasn't playing very good. So, But, Scott, uh, it was funny how he asked me about Gulfport. Scott lived down there at the same time. Kind of just crazy how we ended up, two guys from Lubbock ended up in the southern part of Mississippi at the same time, post-college, you know. And so, we had a good couple nights down there. <laughs> we watched a Mike Tyson fight, I think, one night in, in, in Biloxi. And um, we played some golf up in Hattiesburg. But uh, I loved my time in Biloxi. I wasn't ready for that, um, to be living on my own and, and making good money and be living around casinos and stuff. Um, not to say that I was out all night every night, but, you know, I just wasn't ready to handle that but Biloxi was fun a lot of fun and New Orleans is fun because it was only like an hour and away hour away hour and a half I could go down there to New Orleans um man that was a good time it was a good time in my life I was glad I did that I was glad I just took the job and and kind of went on my own and did that and lived there didn't know anybody not a soul and um pretty cool uh there you go Scott Little bastard for dislocating my shoulder. God. Speaking of New Orleans, Trent Shinrock wants to know, like, and he lives in New Orleans now. My boy Trent down there, and he said, and then Trent, I love you, dog. You're my boy, and I, and I, dude, I love you. But what in the hell question did you ask me? I don't even know how to. It, it's, just, it's over my head, obviously. As he said, explain the true meaning of being a geriatric millennial. Uh, okay. I'll explain the true meaning of it. And then he went on, because I don't know. I'm just answered it, because I don't know. Then he went, to expand on that, explain a world that folks your age grew up in compared to the younger age uh, group you taught and understand. He goes, bring folks together. Okay, I, I kind of get it a little bit, but I don't know what geriatric millennial, I don't know what that term is, but... Um, it's funny because, man, I have a lot of friends that are younger than me. Like, um, I have a lot of friends that are older than me, a lot of friends that are the same age. But um, 
I have a lot of friends that are older than me, or younger than me, like in the 10 year old, 10 year or maybe even less, five years uh, younger than me. And I'm older than, and I get along with them. And I think my, I think it has more to do with me. I think my maturity level is right there. And also that I'm single. I don't have any kids. It's hard for me to like, you know, what am I going to do? You know, go on a family vacation with the in-laws. I mean, <laughs> some of my best friends, but I mean, I can't just like, you know, I got to find something to do with people that are kind of in my, um, range. But as far as like, uh, I don't know, as I get older, I'm starting to think, man, you know what? I'm becoming the old man and I'm not, I'm, I'm young at heart, but you know, things bother me now. And, and, uh, like when I was a kid, a teenager, college, I loved to like sag my pants. I loved to bust a sag. And I remember the adults hated it. They hated it. And I was like, they just don't get it. They don't get it. So now when, you know, girls or guys are say, not girl, not just girls, the younger generations now say literally, and now everybody knows I hate that word. I do hate it. But that's just the way they talk. And I can see it from that perspective. I just like to call it out because I think it's funny. But it, I, I, I uh, equate it to me busting a sag. And then I can equate that to my parents listening to Elvis and their parents hating that. And it was like, you know, the devil's music. It's just a, a generational thing that moves on. And I can see it from, I think at least I've opened my eyes enough to go, all right, they say literally, okay. You know, that's, is that the worst? Is that the worst thing that anybody can do? No, I still make fun of it, but you know, um, also what really the pet peeves, I did a, a podcast with Mark. I think we did on pet peeves. Um, and I didn't bring this one up, but vocal fry. Okay. I've seen some guys do it now, but it's mainly girls. Okay, girls, vocal fry, F-R-Y. If you ever watched any episode of The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, uh, The Kardashians, this is, it's become an infection to um, how people talk, how girls especially talk. But I hear some guys do it, and it's like, oh, and they'll in their song, they're in there, like they'll talk just normally and they'll just go. So I was, um, you know, went to the mall today and I went shopping and it was so tiresome. Uh, it sounds like there's a frog in the back of there. It, it really does. It sounds like uh, they, they ate a frog. And then a lot of times they'll just, it, there's a difference. There's a raspy voice. That's fine. Like if you have Demi Moore type of voice, cool. She's not changing her voice. But it's girls, they go like this, and they're like, oh, my gosh, well, I was just, and, and it's like, what, are you sick? And then they're not sick, because they're talking like that, and and all the time, and it has no, there's no, I don't know, inflections, and I mean, I, I get the up talk and like the valley girls, that, that's okay, that doesn't bother me. I mean, I'd rather a girl go, oh, my gosh, blah, 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 blah. But then when they go, oh, my gosh, and I was there, and and I just, uh, I mean, literally, like, oh, my God. And I, I mean, what? And it just, and then they'll start talking like that the whole time. And if you're doing that right now, and you do it in front of me, or if, don't think less of yourself. I'm just saying it gets on my nerves. But I still think you're probably a good person. So... But I don't, wow, where did I go come off that? Oh, with Trent? Golly, see how my mind works? Um, 
generational uh, uh, things. I don't know, but you're right. We do need to bring people together. Um, um, not political at all. I'm saying that I can't believe we live in a time where the people we hate the most are other Americans. I, that really bugs the shit out of me. I mean, we could have, we needed the Olympics last year more than anything in the entire world. This country did. Because nothing brings Americans together like us whooping other countries' asses in sports we really don't care about. Like, I'm, it, nothing will bring me together with other Americans more than we whip, when we whip Angola in rowing. And I'm like, yeah, pick that bitch, you know, Americans. I, and I think the Olympics, we needed that last year because last year was so hard. And uh, the climate of our country, but I just can't get over the fact that we find other Americans, we, we need to hate, we need to find somebody else to hate. We're all Americans. We need to find, uh, we need to forget Republican and Democrat and liberal and independents and all that. We need to start like hating Cuba again or something, you know, seriously, we, got, we, we need to come together. I don't know, but, uh, wow. Where did I go with that? I don't know, but I'm excited about the Olympics coming up. I really am. I love the Olympics. We need Michael Phelps right now more than anything in the world. I mean, when was the last time you watched swimming? When Michael Phelps swam, but you know what? You're proud to be a damn American when he was swimming, you know, whipping the Germans like the little girls that they are. Yeah, take that, Germany. Whatever. I just think that brings us together, and I think we need the Olympics right now. All generations of Americans need the Olympics. Okay, if I can tie that back to the generational thing. Wrap that up in a quick bow. Oh, there you go, Trent. Uh, Whitley wants to know, what about interesting people you've come in contact with and funny stories? I think that's the whole podcast, really, Whitley. Um, is I think uh, I'm just going to tell funny stories. I've lived, I've lived five, probably five lifetimes worth of funny stories. And I don't know why, but things happen to me or I witness things. And, and uh, I may see them a little differently sometimes. And, and I can laugh. And I just think they're hilarious. And so I think that's this outlet for me is to tell these stories. Um, let's see. Oh yeah. Jen Oden. Uh, I was with, I was running bounces my ideas off Jen, Matt, Chris Kitley, uh, last night. And she had some good questions for me. She goes, what's your favorite, like actor, actress? Um, and, and you know what? It's hard for me to answer, but if I had to pick one, like one actor who, I could pull off almost any, and I just enjoy watching uh, this man do his work. I mean, and and you can hate me for it, but Leonardo DiCaprio is freaking amazing. Like, and to be able to act like that, or even like Joaquin Phoenix. If you watched the Joker, if you watched Joker, that was the most amazing performance because you have to think about that. That guy is got a camera on him and he is acting that crazy. And there's probably a hundred people. You put yourself in that situation. You are on camera and there's probably a hundred people behind that camera, all working and they're all watching you and you have to act like that and carry it, pull it off like that. I mean, I just think that's, I think that's an art. It's a, it's a real art to be able to act and to pull it off, trust me, I tried acting. I'll probably try it again. Uh, I love, I love doing it, but I mean, it's hard. It's not easy. So, um, 
Uh, I would say Leonardo DiCaprio, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, you know, I think those guys are um, really, really good at what they do. I do love Jennifer Lawrence for more than one reason. I do think she's a great actress. She's also the apple of my eye, if you will. I don't know. I think she's cute. Uh, my favorite TV show right now. Um, wow, that's hard. I, I went back and I've watched, I've watched so many shows during quarantine, like most of America. Man, I loved, uh, let's see. One, I loved Vikings. It was really good. Of course, I, I miss Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones was so good. And I know people get mad because it kind of got, you know, whatever at the end. But I, st- I'm, I still miss it. I would take bad Game of Thrones right now. I wish it was on TV right now. Um, there's a new show called on AMC called Gangs of London I'm watching. It's quality. I'm watching that right now. I think that's uh, a good show. I loved Black Sails, which is on a long time ago, but I watched it over quarantine. It's about pirates, and it kind of infuses um, fiction with history. It's like they rewrite history, but with the real characters of pirates, and I found that show highly entertaining. Black Sails, I don't know what it was on, Stars maybe or something. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, like Victorian-era shows like The Crown, and no, I know it's not like Victorian-era, but... Henry VIII, like the Tudors is really good. I find Henry VIII fascinating and like Anne Boleyn and those things. So whatever, I'm not going to get into that. But if it's the, that kind of genre fascinates me and also dystopian, anything dystopian fascinates me. I love movies and shows that are, um, what do you say? Uh, like into the world apocalypse type of stuff, you know, or like the Hunger Games is called, called dystopian or, you know, shows like that. Like Hannah on Prime, really good. And that's dystopian. Um, I love those kinds of movies. They're not kinds of TV shows. They interest me. Also, I'm on the Ted Lasso bandwagon. Oh, my gosh. I haven't finished season one yet, but it's probably what I'm going to do as soon as I end this. I'm probably going to go in there and finish season one of Ted Lasso. Jason Sudeikis is a damn hero. And that show is freaking awesome. So, yep. I'm on that right now. That's a show I'm watching right now as we speak. Ted Lasso. It's on, uh, what is it, Apple? Apple TV? And I just got a free subscription to Apple TV. And so that's why I'm watching it. I had to I had to cut bait uh, earlier this year. I was like, I got to cut out something. I got too many services plus cable. Uh, and I'm like, okay, this is, I hated to do it because I had to cut Disney. And, and I love Star Wars. And I love I guess I'll just have to re-sign back up for it when Mandalorian season two comes out or season, whatever season it is. So I'll just have to, but I don't watch anything Disney. If you don't know me, I don't like cartoons. I don't like animation. I'm just not a fan. Never have been really. Um, still don't like it. And I'm not saying they're not good movies. I don't enjoy them. I love Fox and the Hound and the, the bar and the movie. Um, and I love Lion King. And I mean, Toy Story was good, but it's not, they're not my thing. They're not my jam, as people would say. Uh, That's not my thing. Um, But I had to cut bait on uh, Hulu and Disney. Yeah. Dang it, man. And I, 
I was house sitting for my brother last week and they have Hulu. So I started watching um, the latest season of uh, Handmaid's Tale. <coughs> Excuse me. And God, I'm, I just want to get it because I didn't get to finish that season. And I'm tempted to like, if, okay, listen, folks, if you have a subscription to Hulu and you want to send me, like, I can join in on that without paying you any money, win, lose, or tie, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> so that would be great. Uh, I saw the Friends reunion is coming out on HBO Max or whatever. Snooze fest. Snoozer. Not a Friends fan. I don't care. Is Jennifer Anderson hot? Yes. Is Courtney Cox good looking? Yes. Is Phoebe good looking? No. Do I like Joey? No. Do I like Chandler? No. Do I like Ross? No. Do I like that stupid coffee shop? No. Do I like that cat? No. Do I like that monkey? No. Do I like a person wearing a turkey on his head or whatever the hell that is? No. I don't like it. I don't like it. I know Casey, and Casey's one of my friends that would be pissed that I don't like friends. But I don't. I don't get it. I don't think it's funny. Okay. I've even, I even tried to sugarcoat it earlier. I said, I've I've maybe watched a few episodes and laughed. I don't think I have. So boom, there it is. Uh, let's see. I think that's, I've kind of ran through most of the questions. What I went over an hour now. Holy cow. I don't know. I'll, when I listen back, I'll decide whether I pulled this off or not. Um, I think it is better when I have, it's always better to have somebody with you to bounce ideas off of. And, uh, to have a combo back and forth and also gives me a chance to uh, drink some water. Yes, I'm drinking water, Mom. Um, but I do like the idea that I can just get on here and riff. Um, so there you go with that. Um, I don't know who next week's guest is going to be yet. I have a couple lined up that I, I'm going to try to do a couple in a week and that way I have one in the bank and I can release those two because it's I've just started a new job uh I have a title now I'm a community liaison so ask me what that means I don't know but if you just want to refer to me as that going forward that's great um although I like the uh the I like looking forward to having this once a week like to me doing this sitting down and sitting down with someone or arranging it and actually doing it um, I would like to get a couple in the bank. That way I'm not so uh, stressed to, you know, uh, get one on every week. That way I can, if I wanted to take a week off, which it's not like it's work, but because it's not. But, um, you know, I would be able to do that. So hopefully I'll get a couple people on. Um, I know I've, I've told you a couple people that are coming on and I've got them lined up. Uh, I don't know who will be next per se. But, um, hey, if you enjoyed this, then let me know. I love getting texts. I love getting emails. And um, I just love it, man. I love it whenever, you know, even when it's constructive criticism, I can take it. And I don't know how you get better if you don't have criticism. I'm not saying it's an open invitation to just, uh, you know, tell me this sucks. But, you know, if you just have an idea, I'm, I'm open to that. I don't know how people get better if they're not open to that. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, please reach out to me, win, loser, tie podcast at gmail.com. Go follow the Instagram page. Uh, if you have Instagram, subscribe to the freaking channel guys, subscribe. I need everybody to do that. Okay. That's just, uh, it, it helps keep the listenership consistent. 
So um, I need you to do that. And um, I think that's it. I've done enough yelling at you. I've done enough yelling and talking. But this was fun. I liked this. I like hearing myself talk. I said I don't like hearing myself talk. I think I do. And um, and I don't want to, you know, I, I hear every excuse in the world from people. Like, oh, I don't have time to listen. It, it, uh, you don't have to have time to listen. You could listen to 10 minutes of this every morning and pick it up. That's what's great about podcasts. So, uh, but if you're just not a podcast person, that's fine. I get it. I'm, I'm, I wasn't at one point. So, you know, you're not going to hurt my feelings if you don't listen. And I'll, so if you're not listening, you're not even going to hear this. So let's see. Does that make any sense? No. Okay. So enough of me rambling, rambling, and rambling on. Um, hope everybody just has a, a great week ahead, whatever week this is that you're listening. <laughs> so kind of, it's kind of time uh, irrelevant. But I'm just trying to close this up. And I'm just going to close it up. Um, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to all of you who reached out for your questions. I love the questions. Keep those coming. And, um, thanks for people that that are not in Lubbock that listen to this show. I have people all over now. I've, I've, uh, looked, I think I'm in 23 States now. I've had listeners in Brazil, quite a few in Brazil, Puerto Rico, uh, Germany, England, Italy, so that's pretty cool, I think. Um, probably not going to get any listeners from countries that end in Stan, since I went off on that. Um, and that's okay. They can probably hate me for that. So, but um, that's it. I'm looking forward to next week's show, whatever that might be. Look forward to hearing back from you guys. I love doing this show, and uh, and it's been good, and I love hearing, hearing back from y'all. So, all right, enough of me rambling. This is the episode. I'm going to wrap it up, and as I wrapped up every conversation on the phone in the 90s. Peace.